This episode of Pots vs. Pete's was originally recorded March 28th of 2018. It was posted on April 23rd of 2018. This is your official spoiler warning. If you have not seen Captain America Civil War, then you probably don't know that this movie shouldn't be called Captain America Civil War. Like, Avengers 2.5 would probably be a better title. Yeah? Okay, I love you. you a very special episode of Pies versus Pigs. The Marvelous Morons. Yes, today we have a very special episode where we are talking about Captain America 3, colon, Civil War. Colon, Avengers 2.5, because that's really yeah. what this movie is. Absolutely. If you're new to this show, we're here today. We're going to talk about the movie. We're going to talk about the good points, the bad points. We'll talk about a little bit of memories and history and all that good stuff. And then we'll give it a rating and call it a day. Sounds good to me. Yeah, I think so. I I, I thought it was a pretty good concept for a show, which is why we're doing it, right? That's why you didn't come up with the idea I did. So, you know. Yeah, you can Did it? <laughs> I did. I know. I know. I was going to review all these just because that'd be something fun for the blog, and then you're like, "Well, shit, I want to do that too." And then it's just like, I think at the same time we had one of those jinx moments where we looked at each other and said, "Podcast." Yep. I stared into the distance and in Atlanta, and you stared into the exact same distance area in Des Moines, and we both, by, by hundreds of thousands of miles, we locked eyes and went, absolutely. Podcast. Uh, yep. Fun fact, uh, the distance in Iowa is actually a butthole. <laughs> Wait, what? How? how <laughs> what are you talking about? So anyways, this show is all about us <laughs> reviewing all these movies up until Infinity War, which Potabomb actually has the exclusive of what the next, uh, what the synopsis is going to be. That is very true. Uh, so in the small, sleepy town of Amity, uh, Steve Rogers is the police chief captain. Um, everybody calls him Captain Rogers. So all of a sudden, out of the middle of nowhere, a giant Thanos attacks everybody. Um, each eats a couple beachgoers, uh, a dog... Gets a weird gauntlet with some stones on it, and so has to call in a couple experts. Um, Bucky will be who's the who owns a boat and can go catch the wild Thanos, and Tony Stark, a wise talking expert who's a know it all. Uh, the three of them go off together on a boat and then try to catch the elusive Thanos while also learning about each other. Smile, you son of a. Infinity Stone. <laughs> so when Captain Roger just throws a shield into like Thanos's face, they'll say, "Smile, you son of a." B-. I'd I'd be okay with that. I'd be all right with that too. We're, we're, and then and then Nick Fury would be right behind him to say language, and then he's actually all yeah, laugh. He's, a, he's actually the mayor of Amityville who is trying to tell <laughs> who's trying to tell him not to go out, not to tell anybody that Thanos is attacking because it's bad for business. Wow. Yep. Well, there you go then. Yeah, we're gonna need All a bigger right. gauntlet. <laughs> they needed an infinity gauntlet. Oh, oh! The not big Marvel fan made the Marvel pun and 
Okay, it's my turn to do the, uh, uh, what's it called, the synopsis this week. Synopsis? I, I guess a little uh, pre-story with it. I did not see this right away when it first came out because I was graduating college and was in a whole different country for a month uh, when this movie came out. And uh, I, I don't know, I had no reasons to wanting to go see it, man, because I was going to go explore the world and make my own stories, man. And then, you know, I came back oh, home and called Ethan and Will and was just like, what are you guys doing? So we went to go see the movie and I despised it at first. Wow. Yeah, I, I kind of went into the movie uh, not wanting to like it in the first place. Uh, and that's what I got out of it, you know. I was just like, well, that movie was, you know, a movie. So we'll see if I have changed my mind since... I have first uh, I, seen it in the first honestly, place. Honestly, the first time I saw this, I was a little bit disappointed by it, too. Um, you saw it with Ethan, though, didn't you? Did I? I Maybe I did. I don't remember. Um, I, I feel like you were still in Des Moines when I was. this movie came yep. out. Uh, it was, And it was mostly just because, um, same thing that happened with Guardians of the Galaxy, I got overhyped for it. Um, because this mm-hmm. was like the first big movie where like a huge section of avengers came by we first got black panther and spider-man my favorite so like you know expectations were like unreasonably high and i went into the theater with those expectations and when it was a movie um when it was a movie a still a good movie but when it wasn't the greatest thing of all time i was disappointed but i thank god i've rewatched it again because i still really like this one there you go well, that was a spoiler for the whole rest of the episode. Yeah. Wow. I am, I do that for everyone, though. Like, I it is never... That's gonna... interesting. Yeah, that is true. You do do that every episode, and every episode I keep it hidden until my ranking. Yep. Or usually the bad. Usually by the bad, I reveal my true colors. Yeah, I am just... I can't hide it. Like, I am just might as well tell you. It's not like you're gonna... I mean, oh, God, if you stop watching the episode because you know what my opinions are, then God forbid, just stop now. <laughs> Well, everybody's waiting on my opinion, yeah. so let's get the show Are they? started. Oh no! Oh shit! It's my turn to do the synopsis this week. Yeah, it is. Uh, That's what we're supposed Cap- to be doing. Captain America and uh, friends were uh, doing a mission, and uh, uh, the mission blew up a building and uh, made Scarlet Witch go. <gasps> One might say it literally <laughs> blew up in their faces. Oh! Oh! Second pun. But it wasn't. It wasn't like a Marvel pun. It was just like a normal. It was just a real pun. Like, but explosion was, pun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anywho, so that whole starts a whole discussion with the government uh, when on superheroes needing to be checked. Uh, Captain America disagrees because he wants to keep his freedoms. Iron Man sees the the value of having this system and uh, agrees and signs up. And then they each take half the friends uh, to their own pity parties and uh, fight each other for a little bit. Um, Captain America mostly is trying to rescue his buddy, who uh, they find and track down, and is... uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Is um, framed for killing the king of Wakanda, uh, T'Chaka. And from there, they get black panther into the mix there's a lot that happens happens in this movie yeah it's kind of actually it's kind of hard to simplify it in a more simple way because yeah you have like multiple storylines and like almost multiple protagonists happening it's not and and all the side plots are very ingrained with each other we'll get to that when we get there um 
But to finish off this synopsis, uh, Black Panther gets into the mix. They all want Bucky or other things, and they do an interrogation. Bucky's uh, sleeper cell stuff comes back into light, and a big, huge other thing happens. Uh, eventually, Iron Man finds out that Bucky is brainwashed and was part of this program from Hydra. Uh, they become buddies for a second, even though they just had a huge fight at an airport, which I accidentally skipped over. And then uh, they become not buddies again after another reveal of Bucky, spoiler alert, uh, killing Iron Man's parents. And then they go their separate ways by the end, even though they kind of end up still being friends. But uh, ultimately, they are separated and apart. The Avengers is no more. Yeah, I mean, that's probably the best you can get of a concise plot of what happens. Because, yeah, this movie is dense. Yeah, it is. A lot happening. It is very dense. Okay, so would you like to start off with the goods then? I feel like uh, that's probably going to be part of it. I want to hear your goods. At least part of one of your points. No, I want to hear yours. My goods? You want to hear mine first? I want to hear yours first. All right. Yeah, so as I was just talking about, with it being dense and having a lot of story and characters going on, this is a very well-balanced movie. There's, I remember uh, before the movie came out, uh, there was an article with the Rousseau brothers announcing there was like, oh, there's like 67 characters in this movie. And people were legitimately mad at that. They were just like, how do you have a movie that's focused and good with 60 characters? And they were just like, trust us, trust us. And trust them, you should, because they somehow got all these characters. I don't know. I didn't count if there was 60 characters, but they somehow got all these characters. And there's a lot. There's a lot of superheroes. There's a lot of normal people. Um, They got all these characters, uh, and they all have their important parts of the stories, their moments, and and have some of them have even still uh, show-stealing moments. Not some of them, most of them, I would say. Have mm-hmm. a moment where people are like, ah, I like that part the best, you know? And it's just like, oh, my favorite Black Widow part was this, you know? Uh, my favorite Ant-Man part is when he grew giant, which, you know, it should be everybody's favorite Ant-Man part. I, um, I, I kind of, like, in rewatching this, I kind of love the part where he runs into Iron Man's suit. And, like, you could hear, like, his Iron Man's conscious. AI, and then, like, he's talking to that, and then Scott Lang starts yeah. talking, and he's like, who is that? He's like, it's your conscience. We haven't talked in yeah, a while. That was, like, that was also that hilarious. Was, that was so much fun. Yes. Um, so, yeah, like, it's 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 a very impressive achievement to, to be doing uh, something that big. And I'm sure, like, if we break it down, there's probably been a lot of movies that had, like, this many characters, and, you know it works out equally as well uh but you know this is a whole world of characters that have and can hold their own movies and it's all condensed into one movie and somehow they still shine and have important moments uh in this film so uh again very impressive uh, and with that the movie's very well paced for it being two and a half hours um the action scenes are really great and well choreographed and uh, all of them are poignant um meaningful action sequences it's not like oh boy here's one for the sake of having one maybe you could argue the beginnings like that but you really can't get rid of the beginning because that's the whole uh catalyst for the whole rest of the story that sets everything up off so um take that as you will and then uh my third point is how the universe is connected and moves on from here 
uh, works very well, especially watching this right after Black Panther and seeing how much of Black Panther has been established already in this movie and like a lot of the world of Wakanda and all this stuff, like it lives on in, in Black Panther, obviously, but it's really cool to see that it started here and, um, and that it's already well developed and stuff like that. You know, the, the cinematic universe is feeling very universe in this movie. Like everything feels f- freshed out and correct. Uh, with the world. And then I have a fourth point, believe it or not. Oh. It's a very small, minor one. Uh, but Spider-Man and Ant-Man steal the show, for sure. Uh, the the first time I watched this, I was like, the only good thing is Spider-Man. And um, that is is still the case. Spider-Man is still the best part of this movie. It was perfectly cast. And, and the best thing about having Spider-Man here is that when I watched it in theaters and saw Spider-Man interact with all these other characters, I'm like, okay, we're here. Marvel is finally here in my eyes. Marvel, in my eyes, Marvel is Spider-Man, X-Men, and Daredevil. Uh, Spider-Man being the most important and Spider-Man being in here, interacting with all these other characters, which I never heard of or never liked beforehand, um, felt very right and very fitting. And, and it's just like, finally, we have it. We're here. Marvel's here. Yeah, and that's like a weird bit of legitimacy. Not that they didn't earn it beforehand, but like having Spider-Man there is just really nice to have. Um, and I'm insanely mm-hmm. biased because he's my absolute favorite character. So the fact that right. we finally get a good Spider-Man that works well with all these other characters is is a, is a blast. Yeah. All right. I'm all done. What's uh, what's your goods? All right. Uh, so my goods are um, so two of them are pretty similar. Uh, but to yours, um, this movie has really good action scenes. Just all around, they're good to the plot and they're all inventive. Uh, the airport scene is everything. I think every Marvel fan ever wanted um, to have all these characters like you know fight each other and not just punch each other, but like you they each uniquely play off of each other of like you know you've got like some that are clearly better than others right like spider-man almost took out falcon and bucky barnes but he couldn't beat cap and you know giant ant-man's like changes everything too and like it's just fun to see how all these characters like interact and like use their own special things against each other like it's the epitome thing of having marvel superheroes fight each other anymore and that was one of the best battles um also the third act fight is the most logical best one that they've had uh between cap and iron man um that was okay well done and also just it's not a big stupid battle for the sake of a big stupid battle like i've harped on other of these movies beforehand and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't but it always feels like it's a requirement at times for them to win by a giant battle whereas this one it totally makes sense um they've got they've their the tensions have been escalating and then, you know, the villain drops the big bombshell that, you know, Bucky Barnes killed Tony Stark's parents and he watches <laughs> it happen. That's yeah. more than enough to set him emotionally, like, off the rails. Like, I would be murderously mad, too. That completely makes sense. And, you know, it's you could, like, argue with that he's over, over like, emoting or, like, you know, he's, like, too, too emotional. But, like, dude, it's your parents. Um, and yep. they've already and they've already shown that both Cap and Tony Stark are both like emotionally raw at this point, right? Cap just lost Peggy, the last connection he yeah. ever has to the old world. 
and he just had the Sokovia thing dropped on him, and he's just had to be on the run because he has to save Bucky, knowing full well that Bucky has kind of done some bad things. Um, and then Tony Stark just got broken up with by Pepper very recently, it seems like. Um, and then he's still having to deal with all the stuff from Avengers 2, and then now he just figured out his parents died. It it makes sense why it happens, and it's, and it's heartbreaking to watch these two old friends try and almost murder each other. Um, so I thought that was a nice, finally a good third act that makes sense, not just, like, logically, but emotionally works. Um, uh, okay. Yep, you, you, you just, will disagree just, with that uh, one. Put a, put a bookmark in that conversation. Yep, you're going to disagree with that one. I just know it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, I do. Garrett, Garrett, That's okay. Yep. We'll get we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Okay. Um, you also said all the characters are really fun. I really yes. enjoy them, too. They all have a unique voice, and they all feel different and have different personalities, which is something that Avengers 2 did not have, much to its detriment. Um, mm-hmm. And this movie isn't overly funny. It's got its oh. funny moments, but it's not set up like a goofy comedy or a quippy comedy. Like, there are funny characters. Spider-Man is hilarious, and Ant-Man is always really fun, and Tony Stark is still his, like, quippiness and, like, I mean, if you count the amount of people that make funny jokes, it's a high amount, but this movie isn't set up like a comedy. There are funny moments because these characters are inherently interesting, funny, charismatic characters, but it's not a comedy, and I appreciate that. Um, Right. And there's not a whole lot of undercutting with a joke. Um, They let emotional moments be emotional, which we burned multiple of these movies for that bathos problem of, undercutting right. emotional with a joke this movie doesn't do it that much and i appreciate that um and then i like that this movie is bringing up some interesting ideas and themes about superheroes um what right. the idea of do they need to be regulated or not and what in this world in like a theoretical realistic world of if superheroes showed up now how would that actually work with the government because i mean it makes sense that like you know with the Secretary of State, Thunderbolt Ross, cameo there, um, comes in as like, you guys just kind of go across any borders you want to and fight anything and have all this property damage and nobody's really stopping you. I mean, they're a U.S.-based organization, too. One of them is literally called Captain America. Like, that's <laughs> that's such a, like, weird problem to have is you have a guy who's literally dressed up in red, white, and blue with a big star on him going out to other countries and doing what he thinks is right without any sort of regulation is that okay like and i think it's nice and i like that it plays both sides as right and wrong um mm-hmm. neither side especially because this is based off a comic which spoiler alert the comic doesn't age well and it's not good uh so it's nice that we have both sides where i can understand cap side of this much regulation you know his experience with governments have not been good Especially after, you know, putting his trust in S.H.I.E.L.D. and having them fall, right? That's a totally a reason why I wouldn't trust a giant, like, oversighting body. Um, even if it is just the U.N. and 117 countries, and they're also stopping them. You have to be sanctioned to go to do places so they don't have that quick response time of, oh, we see something bad happen, we can head right there now. But at the same time, I can see Iron Man's point, right? They need some sort of check and regulations, otherwise they might get just as corrupted as the things that they're trying to fight. And especially because they're having property damage and people die. Um, and after his, after his Korean Ultron caused this whole Sokovia mess to happen and 
He's got he's got like bodies on his hands. He's got plenty of skeletons in the closet now. Um, so after that, I could see his frame of mind. So it's nice having those themes that make sense to all the movies that have come up. You could have easily tried to make this movie about like just what happened at the very beginning of it with the building blowing up uh, from Scarlet Witch, and you could have made it work, but it works so much better of this buildup of all this destruction and chaos that the Avengers have been adding up from, you know, New York onwards, from the first Iron Man mm. upwards, and now it's at the tipping point of this can't keep happening. So, yeah. I appreciate that. There you go. Yep. Um, as as we previously hinted, I have a couple uh, reservations against a, a couple of those points. Um, a lot of these are uh, expressly written out in my notes because I was planning on talking to them because they were the points of the movies uh, that I didn't feel uh, worked as well. So uh, are these your bads? Yeah, these are the bads. I I think uh, at this point we might as well just transition into that, right? Yep. Well, one of them is like a lot of them, unfortunately. And I just uh, and I think in order for this story to work, um, it had to take a lot of conveniences with the plot. And I agree. I like the fact that this movie's talking about collateral damage and all the stuff that's been built up from all those years of fighting and stuff like that. But, like, one, in the movies themselves where all this stuff is happening, it it hints at the fact that, like, there's little death. It seems like Avengers have covered a lot of things and 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 got everybody safe for the most part. Um it's nice that you never dwell on anybody's death, but at the same time, they never hinted at him in those previous movies. So I call into question of just like, well, how did all these people just die all of a sudden now that we're now that we're this far in? I don't and think the death- on top of that, on, for the number two on top of that same point is like, why is this the first time we're talking about this at all? If the collateral damage thing has been a problem since the beginning, then how come there wasn't a big humbug about it at the beginning with, you know, the first Avengers or, or even the first Iron Man? I don't know when they started talking or when they were saying uh, when we started uh, having all these sorts of deaths or, or collateral, collateral damage with your superhero fights. And it's an age-old question in the comic books. They, talk, they bring this up a lot, uh, especially in uh, DC's Kingdom Come. This that's a huge discussion about collateral damage and stuff like that. Um, I uh, Civil War, the comic book, also plays in with the same thing. So like these are age old questions, and and it's right that the movie brings them up and stuff like that. I just find it strange that this is the first time uh, it's brought up at all. I I uh, think partially is they um, the civilian count's not as like astronomically high. Um, if you watch sure. it, like the very beginning when Thunderbolt Ross is showing it each thing. It never gets above like triple digits. Like, I I didn't know they yep. had yeah. There's like a little thing on the on side, there. and like it never really reaches over like a hundred. So what is it saying? Like you know, fifty casualties. Yeah, and it's like it's that. never okay. like entire that's, cities. That's yeah, uh, but, that's okay. Um, and good and nice little detail. Um, yeah, I don't. It it still this still would be something that would have been concerning and something that would be brought up. I assume that the numbers get higher with each incident. Though. I think it's the um, I think it's Sokovia is the one that's the highest, um, and which would yeah. make sense in the universe because Avengers didn't really have anything to do with the aliens showing up. Like that happened, and like 
the ones before that incident were kind of like things that had happened and the Avengers were thankfully there to stop them. Whereas uh-huh. the Sokovia, you know, dropping a city, that was entirely their fault. Um, yeah. They, they their slip brought, I think that was the one that people were like, like that. the like world governors were kind of like, hold on a second. Like, sure. Well, no. Um, and then, yeah, like, and then the Hulk blew out, like destroyed part of like this huge African city that like, you know, like, and they wrecked an entire skyscrapers, like, Things like that, I think, were just the little yeah, tipping it, point. Yeah, it's building up. I, I yep. get it, yeah. I, I get it, but at the same time, it's still a weird question. And that of... actually sent me on a train of thought, and I was just like, well, no, the government did talk to Iron Man back in Iron Man 2. But that conversation wasn't about collateral damage. It was about if Iron Man was willing to give up his suit to the government. Yep. And oddly enough obvious answer is obvious iron man says no and is going like you can't control what i do as part of the government and stuff like that and that was an interesting i guess uh difference in ideology that ends up being in this movie uh iron man 2 is a bad movie so it's like i i will forgive this movie for forgetting things that were already established in 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 that movie and just going off and having Iron Man have a change of heart with that. Um, and I think it makes sense because he had the anxiety and all this stuff. Uh, and he's getting brought up with other people. Uh, you know, the woman with uh, with the, with the her son's death and she's, you know, bringing it. So he's, he has different engagements and talking with different things. Um, but in this movie, if you take this movie by a vacuum... You know, it's only those things that he talks about. He talks about only that casualty. He doesn't talk about the other things uh, that happened in previous movies or what may have caused that change of heart. I don't think, I think Iron Man would want to take the precautions to make sure nobody's dying or anything like that. Obvious, you know, he's a superhero. I don't know if he would initially agree with Ross that we should be, that they should be controlled by the government. I think it was uh, the Ultron incident that incited that of, I messed up. Sure. Like, it's him. Without that, no, he totally would not be okay with it. Um, and it's a bad deal, I think, in general. But I yeah. think he's he's a knee-jerk reaction. He's he's in a weird spot. Yeah. I can see that. But I don't think I don't think that movie... This movie, again, by if it, in a vacuum by itself, uh, doesn't address those things that's, as well. That's very fair. As properly. Yeah, this movie is um, very much built on all the other movies. In a vacuum, this... Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, with the other movies, you find the inconsistency, the, the Iron Man 2 thing. Well, he's grown um, up as a character. Like, yeah, he was... Yeah, you're right. You're right. And and I guess the movie doesn't need to feed these things to me. But at the same time, it's just a, it's still like, I don't think Iron Man would have gone for the government deal at the end of the day. Again, uh, it's a convenience. Like, it's not, it's not like this is a bad thing per se i mean it is bad because it's in my bad list but it's it's a convenience in order for the plot to happen like he has to have this drastic and and poignant and uh one mindset in order for it to clash with captain america and and for them to fight each other that's Uh, that has to happen yep that has to happen so that's why it's a convenience um and on top of that let's talk about the last captain america and iron man fight um I 
I I agree with you 100% with the emotion stuff. You're right. And I just harped on Captain America Winter Soldier for not having any emotions. And this one, that fight is pure emotion. And I adore that fight scene, and I adore how it ends. Um, how everything's all together. But at the same time, it's just like... Um, Iron Man, two seconds ago, found out that Winter Soldier was a brainwashed sleeper agent type thing. And there's a whole army of them. He just found that out. And then on top of that, uh, let's go back to Winter Soldier. And that's when Captain America found out Hydra was responsible for Stark's parents' uh, death. Uh, or the Stark's death, I should say. Um, and I don't understand why Captain America wouldn't have told Tony in between that movie and Avengers 2 or during Avengers 2 or anything like that. Um, that That's a big question mark. And at the end of the day, I feel like those two things combined would have had Iron Man at least stop for a few moments and arrest the bad guy that's right in front of him before he starts beating the crap out of Captain yeah, America, um, you know? I think I think a couple things on that, and I kind of agree with you. It's um, it's also super convenient that uh, Zemo just had a projector just in case Iron Man was there. Because, like, what would oh, have happened if Also super convenient he that he found there. out two minutes ago. Yeah. Like, that was the first time he found out about it, too. Yeah. Um, so I think um, it's kind of... One, Captain America, he's not... Iron Man's not going after Captain America. He's going after Bucky and, like, completely yes, ignores that's him. that's a good point. Um, all the time and pretty much makes every effort to, I'm going to knock you out of the way so I can go kill this guy. Um, and it's just in a really emotional, raw state. Like, I've never had anything feeling like that, but I can only imagine how horribly, like, upsettingly, uh, like, angry I'd be. Um, especially, uh, one... My my parents were murdered by the guy who's right in front of me right now. Uh-huh. Um, and watching them do it, of watching... That scene is brutal, too. Like, Howard yeah. gets oh, his yeah. face bashed in after he recognizes Bucky. And he's like, Bucky, what are you doing? And then gets his face beaten in. And then watches then his mother, then Tony Stark's mother, gets strangled to death. Like, that's a horrifying right. death. Um, And I think... You're right. Yeah, and I think Cap's last letter kind of approximates why uh he did it which is because it was super easy for him not to of how do you tell somebody of oh this is my friend don't hurt him but he killed your parents um and it's a nice little extra flaw in cap of he's burned everybody in all these movies for keeping secrets yet the biggest most important secret that any of these characters ever had he was too much of a coward to say anything like it's a was he though kind of yeah he admitted that he's like it wasn't easy for me to say, so I didn't tell you. Um, he pretty but, much like okay. Skips. You have to remember the information that he had. He didn't know that Bucky killed his parents. No, he knew he knew Hydra killed his parents. Right, he didn't know. Like Bucky that's a did, big but... difference. I don't know why he would be afraid enough to say that that happened, I... especially when you know Hydra just destroyed all of Shield. And he probably wants to brief Avengers on all of that happening, and then takes Iron Man aside and just like, "Hey, dude." He, they're also responsible. He honestly might have told him that, but he didn't tell him Bucky did it, and I think he he didn't know. But, but he think, didn't know Bucky did it. Right. He but said, it, but it remember, is, he specifically said, uh, "You you knew about this," and he's like, "I didn't know who." 
Um, as in specifically but which Tony person killed him. But then Tony asked him, did you know? And he said, yes. Yes. He knew but it. He knew, he, it was kind of one of those, like, you ever get those knew, gut feelings of, like, you know what the truth is? Um, yeah, probably. You don't, I, I've had one um, like that. It's a, a rather yeah. unfortunate one. But it's there's some things that you just know for a fact. Sure. And then once it becomes true, then it's like, well... Yeah, you that know, makes sense. Fuck, um, fuck that. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, so I but think at the that same was time, what that was. Um, but in the, it's it's just a more important cap moment of, he, for the guy who is so against keeping secrets, he kept this really important one because. Okay, then yeah. then this movie or the previous movies needed to play up the fact that he had a secret to be kept. I Agreed. know in the theater, sure. I was I was completely thrown out of left field, or I felt it came out of left field. I think that's how the saying goes. I, I felt that this came completely out of left field uh, that I, or Captain America knew. Yeah, and I, if they wanted to do that, then they needed to play that up all the way through this movie. Agreed. I think... They, that definitely should have happened. Like logically, I can under like you know, I can like talk about the logic of why it works. But at the end of the day, you're right. That should have been something a little bit more like even just like little tiny hints of like the fact of like I kind of know something and like you know he's like or he's like a little bit more timid around Tony than he used to be or something like that. But yeah, yeah, something, something, something to for that tip off. Or of, maybe oh, no. even details like that in the second Avengers. You know. Yeah, that they would but have known that, that. There's no way you could save that dead horse or revive it. God no, there's, there's no way that 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 <laughs> thing is dead. Okay, so th- that's that is the single most convenient contrived thing in the movie, um, and probably my biggest concern with this movie and, and the plot. It's a great plot. It's greatly paced and all that stuff, but a lot of conveniences have to happen in order for to work, and I'm okay with that. Uh, for the most part, like Dark Knight also plays with a lot of conveniences, and you know I'm not gonna be complaining about that movie any time of the day, you know. You feel you feel what I'm putting down. Well, I know what you're putting. I pick it up what you're putting down. Perfect. Um, let's see if I have any more conveniences. I'll I'll write. It. I'll just read this in order. Uh, is this really the first time they worried about collateral damage? All right, we talked about that. Would Iron Man really be that mad at Captain America for trying to save his buddy even right after he found out he was brainwashed? So we already talked about that. Would Iron Man side with government that easily in the first place when in Iron Man 2 he wouldn't give up uh, his suit to the government? So we already talked about that. How did that? How did they conveniently have... Oh, uh, this one... Uh, this one's just a... Um, that, this one's definitely a nitpick. But how did they conveniently have even sides? Oh, it's so funny. That's like, yeah, it's, it's great. That's like the exact amount of people. like, hang on a minute. Like, they're, they're equally as diverse. You know, they got their one black guy. They got their one woman. They got their like equal flyers. It's like, oh, yeah. It's, they they like, both have their bug-based superhero as well. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, my God, they do. Bug that, people like matter. But it's still, it's still a weird plot convenience, but it's also, again, one that had to happen. But it's uh, hilarious that it happened anyway. Why, it's like, yeah. Why wouldn't Captain America tell Iron Man that Hydra killed his parents? Okay, so I went through all of them then uh, with with the convenience. That's one point. So that was a lot of conveniences uh, for the plot to happen. But at the same time, what are you going to do? You know? Yeah. Sometimes conveniences have to happen in movies. Um, it's just, especially uh, with this many characters and this much happening, it's going to happen eventually. Um, not that it's okay, but it's a fact, I feel like. 
Um, I like so this is gonna be a weird one, um, because I too really like the airport scene. Um, I too am glad that this movie didn't have that much bathos, but all of the horrible tonage problems happen in the airport scene. That is horribly tonally balanced. Yeah, of, that it, it, it is. Was, when you compare it back to back with the Guardians of the Galaxy and that beautiful uh a teammate moment scene, like that's horrendous how how on a dime Tony goes from joking around to to being like, No, you don't blah 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 to Captain America. I forgot exactly what the words were. But every time I cringe at that, every time I watch it, I think that is pathetically balanced out and it's this huge uh, dramatic fight where like these people are like fighting for this like intense cause and they're fighting their friends and they are uh-huh. all quipping hard like it's all right. the, like it makes sense for peter parker spider-man to be doing that because he has really has no stakes in this at all and most yeah. of his things are just like him just being a, like an awkward kid like that makes right. sense but like a lot of these other characters are like when hawkeye and black widow are fighting each other makes sense like they're still friends and like it's just kind of like this awkward thing of like well hang on but like everybody is making jokes this whole time it's like no you people are supposed to be fighting for like this it's this like it lowers the stakes of the fight because it feels like a playground battle which is maybe what they were going for that these are just a bunch of children fighting each other over like something that they should be sitting down and talking about but yeah it's got some, it's got, and then it gets like, goes from that quippiness, and then, um, Rhodey gets hit, uh, a war machine gets hit and almost dies, and it like, yeah, it changes on the dime again of, ha ha, right. oh god, somebody right. almost died, like, hang on, um, so you lose that, like, yeah, it never builds up to that, this fight is getting so intense that someone's getting hurt, it's, oh, hey, this stuff happens, and then all of a sudden someone almost dies, like, yeah, it just changes way too quickly. I love the scene for all the choreographing, but you're yeah, right. me too. Oh. I, I I love the scene for all the fun stuff, and I it should have just been a fun scene. Agreed. I, when when it when it went to the places it did, uh, and in weird spots, that's when I have my problem. Yeah. So the stakes are too high for what that scene was. It's a good scene. Yeah. It's all really well done, but the stakes it's at too late in the movie where the stakes are too high for it yeah. to be the tree the way it is which yep. is giant fan service which and is then, fun but it's what it is yep absolutely and then my third point uh which is probably the most mild uh but i i actually kind of had a lot of uh different ways if i were to rewrite the movie i had a couple of different ways how to fix this one uh but i feel like the villain should have been way more memorable uh than he ended up being in this movie yep um I, I really like the idea that it's a normal guy that takes down the Avengers. I really like that aspect of it. But at the same time, in some ways, Joker's a normal guy that uh, takes down all of Gotham City, you know? And he still is theatrical, and that's what makes him memorable. Um, this guy had no theatrics, and I don't remember him, and that's a shame because he has such a great plan... Uh, again, conveniences happen for the plot, but you know I'm all for that if it if it works for certain things. Um, uh, but uh, at the end of the day, he should have been this really great villain that should be side by side with the Joker as one of the best superhero villains of all time. And I like this actor a lot too. 
I did a quick Google search of who this character is. I forgot his name Baron already. Baron Zemo! But... Yeah, he wears Baron like a purple Zemo. mask and he's like super Nazi. Um, right. Yeah. He's super Nazi, purple mask. He's, if I remember correctly, he's wearing a mask like uh, like Cobra. Yeah, in, uh, it's like G.I. Joe's. Purple, it's like this full face mask. It's like literally striped purple. And he has like what? this coat on that's got like the leopard like weird. It's almost like Dalmatian print where it's like white with black spots, shaggy thing. Oh, it's... He's he's a great character, but yeah, this is nothing like what Baron, Baron right. Zemo is that's, at all. Right. That's um, and I feel like you could do little callbacks to that, not in this in the uh, uh, not with him wearing that mask exactly, oh. but like what I was well maybe we could work it out. What I was thinking was his whole family was killed from the 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 events of Avengers Two, correct? Yep. And. It's just like, well, where was he when that happened? Why couldn't he been also with his family when that happened? And why couldn't his face be completely damaged like it is in the comics from the events of all that stuff? And he wears a false face, much like Red Skull wears a false face in the first Avengers. And um, we could have a reveal of him taking that face off, and it would be very much, um, you know, the his normal face in the comics and stuff like that and i was thinking it's like oh no 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 that's too much like red skull in the first movie but i was like no but this is supposed to be a trilogy of some sorts right this is the third captain america so like why not have that callback like that have something uh like that happen and and like you could have him be more theatrical and memorable uh granted the movie probably doesn't need it but I was just, that was just my spitball of ideas of how to make him closer to the comics and also a more memorable bad guy. Yeah, um, I wouldn't mind another callback to the first one. Um, this kind of doesn't have, I agree with your point that uh, Zemo is pretty underused for a, what is a really interesting idea. Um, but the movie already kind of does a weird callback to the first Captain America. Um, do you know what oh, it sure. is? No, I don't. So at or the very, do, like, when I, uh, Captain America mind. and Tony Stark are fighting each other, um, Tony Stark almost has him down and he's like why don't you stay down and Cap like shuffles up with like blood on his face and just like it gets his fist up and he's like I could do this all day just like with the first one it's nope. so cheesy <laughs> nope. uh, it's so cheesy but I'm just like yeah let's do this um, I was I'm, I I hope he does the same uh, line to Thanos. Yeah, Thanos punches him, and he gets up again. He's like, "I could do this all day." That's that's his oh, like man. unofficial How motto. Is, I that's could do his this last all day. line before he dies. <laughs> yep, that would be. Uh, oh my god! Oh my god! We might be onto something. That that might break my heart if uh, if that happens. If that would be so sad. They like you know he's trying, and then just gets up like I could do this all day, and then. That's how he dies. Yep. Um, oh my god! Oh my god! That'd be so good. That would be okay. perfect. So, all right. So, what what else you got for your bads? Uh, so my three bads. Um, this movie all hit. All three of these movies have somewhat hinged on Bucky, and he still doesn't work. Like, <laughs> he's, it's he's still not a good character. Like, and it's just and like it kind of works for this one a little bit because he has a personality and he gets to exist. But he has a, about as much personality as, like, a, a wet dish rag. So, like, uh-huh. um, I don't care. <laughs> Other characters hate him now, finally, which is great. Uh, that part's fun. But, yeah, it's just, I just, it's, those movies, all these, three of these Captain America movies hinged oh, way too much on Bucky. Um, and we don't have enough of a solid enough foundation to still care about Bucky. We don't care about Bucky. Um, 
I get that he's necessary to move the plot forward and all this other stuff, and that stuff surrounding him because of his existence there is good, but he as a character is still not good yet. So that's just kind of it's I've tagged all three, all the other two Captain Americas on this, and I'll keep doing it again. Bucky until he becomes interesting. Bucky's not interesting. <laughs> he's not. Uh- I don't like the ideas that a lot of people are saying that he's probably going to be the next Captain America. And I just, I just, mm. he was great in the comics really when he did it, but man, happen. I would not be happy if he did it in these movies. He's not good enough for that yet. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um I, oddly enough, uh, I was thinking about dagging on kept or on Bucky for my bads, but I actually think, uh, this is the best he works in any of the movies. He's yes. very important with the plot and, yep. and, one of the better characters the best he works but it is still not great um he's yeah, still right. he's still MacGuffin. he's not a character um yeah which is just frustrating uh so one of these i'm gonna get you're gonna get mad at me for and i think uh, the universe is gonna get mad at me for but as much as i love all these characters in this movie there's a little too many um interesting a little too many that are too focused on what's happening and i i remember watching this and so you know in, like, the part when Thunderbolt Ross is, like, the Secretary of State is giving all the Avengers their conflicts, and it's those six people. It's the six. It's Tony Stark, Cap, uh, Scarlet Witch, Vision, um, uh, Rhodey, and Falcon. It's, oh, and Black mm-hmm. Widow. So it's, like, it's a, it's a core of six or seven people, and I yeah. wish it focused more on them um at, and how they deal with all this but it brings in like it brings in ant-man and it brings in spider-man and black panther and they're all good characters that add to the plot and none of it you couldn't have the same move you took them out but um and then also bring it in brings hawkeye. in hawkeye like, yeah it brings in hawkeye <laughs> like it brings in all these other characters that clutter up everything um and then thus kind of and then bucky it brings in bucky too and then we have all these other characters so it brings in all these other characters that don't have as intense of a central tie to what the theme is of what how the government should regulate the Avengers um, because you have it, it gets all off the rails. Um, so I think a li- few less characters that have as much a few less characters might have done this movie a little bit better. On top of that, because there are so many characters, we don't get a really big central protagonist. Um, in Captain America. This is kind of not his movie. Uh, it is, kind of, but really, it's almost as just as much of a Tony Stark movie as it is as a Captain America mm-hmm. movie. He kind of yeah. gets drowned in the noise, and that's too bad because he has a really good character problem in this one, a, like a good arc that, you know, just doesn't get highlighted enough, uh, but it becomes, because there's so many other things and characters happening that he doesn't get to be the middle of the show. Like for Civil War... It was a Captain America story, 100%. All these other characters existed, but he was the one having, like, the st- like you know, all the plans. He was the one where the story revolved around him and what happens to him. And this movie doesn't have that. And that lack of focus on the main character is, is a little bit too bad. We get some other good stories, but... And he's not... He hasn't, like, disappeared from the movie, but it's not his movie. Um, and that's frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my fight, I one the third one is the Cap giving Tony Stark the cell phone at the end. Um, so I like the letter Cap gives to Tony Stark at the very end of the movie of like, I'm sorry, 
I messed up. I realize I've made things way worse, and you were right. Whenever I see something I think I need to do, I do it without really thinking of the consequences, right? Um, that's all good. But then he gives him the cell phone, and he's like, if you ever need me, you can call me. And it's just kind of like, it kind of undermines this huge disagreement that they had, you know, with this huge, these budding heads, and it kind of like just temporarily ends the Avengers of like, it's not like, um, it's like, oh, the thank God for the next movie, there's the phone so that he can call him. It's, it should be a little bit, it kind of undercuts the weight of the fact that these people are so ideological different that some of them are going into hiding and not being Avengers and not only not being Avengers anymore, but like criminals on the run because of their, their beliefs. So I think that undercuts what happens in the movie. Okay. Yep. And then my fourth... Did you have something to say about that one? Nope. Keep going. Okay. uh, And then the fourth most important one. Cap steals a car and a jet in this one, but he never does it by (laughs) pretending to be sick. He does it by actually stealing them. Like, come on. We actually get to see him steal the car, too. It's not just, you learned how to steal a car or, like, any of this other stuff. No, he legit steals the car, and at no point does he, like, pretend to dry heave so that somebody comes helps him. Bull. Oh, my God. It's bull. <laughs> that whole thing is just bull. I can't believe that's happened this many times in these movies. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> you're probably not supposed to think about that because that fight seems so fast. No, and stuff you're not like that, at but... all. But I, noticed, I was like, <laughs> wait a second. I think because it was in the back of my mind was just like, oh, Cap's like stealing cars. And then I was like, oh, my God, he steals a car and a jet but never does it the right way. Boo. Shame on you, Russo brothers. You've got two more movies to fix this. Find a way to do it. Yep. Absolutely. He, he'll start dry, uh, dry heaving in front of Ultron. <laughs> or not Ultron. Um, Thanos. Thanos. That's like his yeah. last thing he does. He just starts dry heaving. And Thanos <laughs> like, are, are you, are you like, getting oh, buddy, what's going on? Are you getting sick or something? <laughs> and as he's dry heaving, he's like, I can do this all day. And just keep... <laughs> Blows up. Yeah. All right. I think that about does it. Um, I am very shocked uh, uh, that the character thing ended up being part of your bad. So that's very interesting. And I do agree that for this being called Captain America Civil War, he's come, I wouldn't say completely lost in the shuffle, but he's very much not the main focus. Yep. Uh, and again, I love but, all those characters, but right, just because I love them doesn't mean they need to be in there. Yeah. Um, I yeah that uh, the Black Panther thing that part that was, was integral yeah he had to yeah, be in there um, he's integral but it's great seeing all that Black Panther stuff before the actual Black Panther movie I didn't realize how much of it was in there you know that was really cool yeah they set up a lot it was good uh, same with Spider Man yeah. they set up a lot of what Spider Man is in a very short amount of time his his room is weirdly different though like it's the same room but not laid out anywhere like it is in the in the his movie. I don't remember, so, well... He doesn't have... Well, you should remember, he doesn't have the bunk bed. Oh, yeah, he doesn't have the bunk bed. Like, yeah, it's a little bit different, but, like, you know, maybe he got, like, some extra grant money and is like, I want a bunk bed, because... Yeah. Because he likes being up higher because he's a spider? Yeah, well, maybe. Who knows? All right. Well, all right. I think uh, we talked enough about all that stuff, so uh, it's uh, time for us to go on our way to do the rating system. So, Mr. Potabom, what do you rate? Captain America Civil War. 
Uh, I'm glad I rewatched this movie because I've learned to re. I it's not like I disliked it beforehand, um, but this movie's really good. So I'm gonna go with a four point two five. It's a solid movie. Uh, and yeah, I too am glad I watched this movie because I'm able to put away whatever kind of weird angst I had for this movie uh, when I first watched it. And uh, when putting that away, it's just like, yeah, this is a really solid movie. This is um, one of the, it's probably one of the technical best uh, uh, Marvel has to offer. But with that said, uh, I like this movie quite a bit. Uh, But I don't really like this movie, so I'm giving it a 3.5. Okay. Uh, And yeah, it's pretty solid. I'm glad I also uh, went and checked it out again. And gave it that second t- chance. So I, I, at genuine moments of this movie, I was laughing at a lot of the things that were going on and all these other character stuff. And and yeah, I was having a good time. So I'm really glad I watched yeah, it's this movie. A fun again. one for sure. Um, yeah, the, I've, I, I know I harped on a couple of the stuff about it, but I still really enjoy. It. And for how big and how many characters are happening, it fits mm-hmm. together a lot better than I think most people were expecting or happy. Um, exactly. And knowing that the next two Avengers movies are by these same guys who have been able to juggle this many things yeah. is nice. Yeah. It's a nice yeah. thing of like, oh, they can do it. That's good. So Yep. Seeing, I, seeing this movie, it's like a, a proof of concept. So I have no no quarrels with them, no hesitation that they'll knock uh, Infinity War uh, out of the park with its with the, how it will structure itself to focus on all these characters i hear it's gonna be like 77 characters Something in one scene insane like yeah because yeah. you have all these guys plus the guardians of the galaxy characters like it's just gonna be nuts um yeah be, so, be interesting how how nuts it will be in, in some ways to me this was the most essential movie to do on the lead up to yeah the one, of the more, one of the most essential ones yeah a lot gets changed in this one and a lot this movie keeps affecting all the other ones um to a huge degree so yeah this is one of the most important ones by far so there you go all right that's it for everything that's everything we have that's that's all we got that's all we got that take it or leave it i've been kirk peterson and i'm still alex potterbaum and we've been here to show you a very special episode of pots versus pete's the marvelous morons Excelsior War. That was a good one. See you next time, folks. See ya. <laughs>